This is a GRDC podcast. Soil is made up of organic and mineral particles, and in between these particles are tiny air pockets containing water, soil microbes and fauna. These are essential components for healthy soil and root and crop development. When soil is compacted, the air pockets are squeezed out, compressing the particles closer together, making it firmer and more difficult to penetrate. This in turn creates a hostile environment for roots and soil fauna. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. Today's podcast guest is Wayne Parker from Western Australia's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. Wayne is the Soil Compaction Project Leader within the Soil Constraints West program, and he's talking to Lucinda Jose about the causes of soil compaction and the outcomes growers can adopt to improve their soils. Why is subsoil compaction uh, a problem for crop production? A compact soil really inhibits where roots can grow. Once the soil strengths are up over 2,000 kilopascals or thereabouts, it really limits how much or how fast the roots can grow. So roots are quite happy to grow up to about 1,500 kilopascals and they will explore all of that soil of that strength And then as they meet stronger soils, the speed of that growth slows down. That slowing down of the root growth really hinders the growth of the crop up top. It means that it can't access the whole soil profile for water. So we're limiting the yield potential because we haven't got that water. Also limiting its access to nutrients um, throughout the profile. And that soil strength that you were talking about, that's a measure of how compacted the soils are? It is one measure. We can measure that using uh, digital penetrometers and, and soil probes and, and things like that. A simple measure might also be the infiltration rate. How quickly is my soil absorbing the rainfall? Or is it hitting the surface and running off? Or do we have issues with waterlogging? What other soil constraints do occur in combination with that compaction? Uh, Waterlogging, I imagine, would be one of them. Waterlogging is one of those things, and that we see quite regularly in a duplex soil where you'll have sand over a clay. What is more common, particularly in the sandier soils, is a reduction of the pH in that layer. So you'll have a layer of hard soil that the roots aren't getting through, and that above that layer they proliferate, and they suck out all the nutrients. They can't keep up with the water that goes through the hard layer, and so that water is leaching through the nitrate, leaving hydrogen behind. And we see the two uh, working hand in hand. So you have compaction and a lower soil pH in that layer. Do those combination of constraints need to be addressed at the same time? It's ideal if we can combat more than one constraint at a time. Uh, it is also challenging to do so. We need to understand just what is our limiting constraint, which one is having the most impact on our crop. And in a lot of cases, it can be uh, subsoil compaction because once we've alleviated that compaction, we see that these um, crops still respond even though they may have a low pH there. But in the first instance, it was the compaction that was the stronger influence. And once we alleviate that, then we can look at those other constraints. We've done a little bit of work looking into just is that possible? Are we able to improve our subsoil pH at at the same time as we alleviate our subsoil compaction? 
How would you do that? So what we've been looking at are topsoil slotting plates behind deep ripper time. If you could picture a pair of steel plates, they're about 100, 140 mils apart, and they attach to the rear of the ripping tine. And so they're being dragged through the soil behind the tine as that ripping tine goes in to alleviate that compaction. So those plates are holding open a slot of about 100, 140 mils, depending on how far you've got them set apart. They're working below the surface, and topsoil is backfilling that little slot that they're opening. And it's the topsoil where you have the uh, amelioration treatments of lime. It's also in many cases where a lot of the organic matter is. So we're improving our subsoil pH because we are dropping down lime and improving our carbon content at depth because we've got that topsoil going down into the subsoil. So that's one um, management uh, tactic for uh, addressing compaction issues. Are there other ones that we should consider? We need to look at compaction Uh, in a series of steps and the first one is understand where it is in your paddock understand how deep it is and you can't do that unless you go and measure it which can be as simple as a piece of 10 mil rod with a t welded to the hand as a handle and pushing that into the soil uh, and giving you an understanding of just what depth those hard layers are because as you push it in you'll feel the resistance you feel that hard layer and then once you break through that hard layer the resistance drops off and you'll find yourself it easy to push in. There are other ways, like you can dig a hole and you can have a look at the structure of the soil, what's happening underneath, and there's some particular aspects of the soil that can show you that you have compaction. Once we understand it, the next step is to own it and do something about it. And we do that through alleviation, through deep ripping, getting a tine into the appropriate depth, because you've just measured it, you know how deep you're going to have to rip, uh, to get in there and break up that soil. And the third thing is now that you've ripped, you don't want to go and reimpose all that compaction again. So you're going to have to limit where you're driving because that is one of the main causes of compaction is the traffic that we put over our paddocks from the tractor, the chaser bin, the header. All of those heavy implements are what is causing our subsoil compaction. You've been working on the Soil Constraints West project. In a nutshell, what has that revealed about the benefits of deep ripping? One of the benefits of this this project is it has been a statewide project and we've looked at seven different soil types across every port zone. So from Binu in the north through to Beacon, um, where we're looking at a moral soil, down to Munglanup which is a sand over gravel, and the other sites, they're all different. They've all got different environments and they've all got different soil types. That's, that's been one of the real benefits of this project because what we're seeing on the sandy soils, those large responses to deep ripping, and those responses are lasting up to four years, particularly where we're not driving on them. So these trials are all set up so that we could look at, you know, how long these to- soils take to self-firm up again, and we've seen that. On the sands, four years, we're still seeing good positive yield responses. The other sites are different soil types, as I mentioned, and they are a lot more challenging, and their responses to deep ripping have been quite varied and specific to soil type. 
With the Soil Constraint West project, you looked at soil types across Western Australia uh, and deep ripping. Um, can those outcomes be applied across all of Australia? The research that I've done and focused on in the deep ripping and controlled traffic space is particularly applicable to the sandier soils as you might find in uh, the Mallee of Northern Victoria as well as South Australia. Controlled traffic applicable to all soils. All soils compact. We need to manage how we drive on them and controlled traffic is applicable across the country. For some of the growers in those areas, are there decision-making tools and resources uh, around to help them uh, address their combustion issues and perhaps put some of your work into play? One of the best things that's come out of this project that's going to have a lot of legs is the ctfcalculator.org, which is a calculator which determines just how much of the paddock each grower is running over. It's quite a simple program to use, but what it does do is give you an indicator of the percentage that your machinery is driving on off your paddock. A typical paddock might be driving on uh, of an unmatched system, might be up to 45, 50% of the whole paddock every year being driven over. Under controlled traffic, we can get that back down to 13, 11%. So ctfcalculator.org is the place to look for that. And um, yeah, I wish them well, because I think that's a really fantastic tool. Deep Herd's Wayne Parker, leader of the Soil Compaction Project within the Soil Constraints West program, talking to Lucinda Jose. Soil Constraints West was a major joint initiative for GRDC and Deep Herd, and there are resources and more information on both their websites, and some great videos on GRDC's YouTube channel. I'm Tony Crowley, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. Mm-hmm.